This is the making of Smile Oasis. How's it going, Jackie? Going great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Do you want to do the honors in introducing one of our guests? Yes, we have the wonderful Ashley from Flexon. <laughs> Thank you. Wonderful introduction. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. How often do you guys talk, actually? Quite a bit, actually. I feel, yeah. I feel like we harass her with a lot of questions. <laughs> but she's super helpful. I think you guys have done really well. I, I haven't heard from you as much as I did when you were first opening. So it, it's a good sign. I think uh, they're getting everything under control. <laughs> kind of getting the hang of it. Ashley, I have a quick question. Like, how do you know when someone's going to be really good and getting the hang of it, of flex and everything? And how do you know when someone's like, they just, they're not getting it here? Um, I think it's the type of questions. I, I was having a demo and one of the questions that came up was like, do you have someone at Flex who's scheduling the appointments for us when the patient makes the online appointments? And it's one of those like, okay, there's going to be some more, you know, explaining that needs to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely the, the kind of questions that get asked are helpful indicators. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, awesome. So Jackie, how's everything coming along this week so far? Yeah, going good. Um, you know, just getting in the swing of things as always. And um, we just put out a couple like Facebook ads and things. So um, just seeing how that works out. When did you start the Facebook ads? Yes, I've done them here and there. And um, I like the Facebook ads because I feel like everyone's on their phone nowadays. Um, I experimented a little bit with the Google ads, but I was told I wasn't spending nearly enough. But I do find that with the Facebook ad, I think I spent $200 on it over a four-day period. And we got like four patients from it. So, so we'll see how that pans out. How much were you paying for Google ads and how much are you paying for Facebook ads now? Yeah, for the Google ads, I put, I believe, $750 as my budget. I thought I was going all in, but apparently that's not enough. <laughs> so I kind of put a pause on that until I kind of figure out, you know, maybe with an expert who can help me on it, what exactly I'm supposed to be doing. But the Facebook ads have been pretty straightforward and they actually do the advertisements on Facebook and Instagram. Gotcha, gotcha. All righty. So with that, how are things holding up so far? I know we just spoke last week, but a lot happens in a week and, you know, things come really, really fast. So like right now, how do you feel with everything? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Of course, every day is different. So, you know, as a new practice owner, there's a million things on your mind. Um, <laughs> it's super exciting to have a new practice. But also you think about all of the responsibilities you have and the team that you're responsible for. Um, so it's kind of been a, a bit of a whirlwind. Definitely exciting. And I'm very enthusiastic about it. But a little bit nerve wracking as well because we're a new business and we're still trying to navigate like the big bad world, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the nerve wracking part? Like where, where do you feel like is the, the bottom of the whirlwind? Like where you're like, oh my gosh, I don't, I wish I was just an associate today getting a paycheck and then going home compared to like where you're like, this is it. This is what I'm meant to do type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think generally I start the day with <laughs> this is it, this is what I'm meant to do. And I, and I <laughs> truly believe that. But there are some times where, you know, I just realized, oh, my gosh, I wish I didn't have to do all these extras. So, you know, I'm the marketer. I'm the like face of the company. I'm like the payroll person. <laughs> so many different things. And I'm like, I used to just clock in and do dentistry. Again, it's so very rewarding knowing that I'm coming in, um, building my dream and building something that could potentially be for my children. That's enough for me to 
feel solid in my decision. But again, you know, every week you have to think about how am I going to fill the schedule for the next week? And then this week fills up and you're like, okay, but we got to fill next week. (laughs) It's the constant um, evolution of ideas and um, it, it never really goes away. You know how they say, when you're an employee, you think about the nine to five, but when you so start your own business, it's 24 seven. It's always on your mind. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And your husband, he has his own practice too or no? No, my husband works for a corporate. He's, he's pretty happy in his position right now. Okay. Does he have aspirations to have his own practice too or not? In the future, possibly. Because I was going to say, if he had his own, that you guys would be like ultra busy right now. Like it'd be a lot. Oh, yeah, that would be. But, you know, I don't think we can both jump off the, the cliff at the same time. Let me experiment with my, my startup first and then we can um, have some sort of stability while we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Is no. there anything that you feel like takes up more mental energy? Like as you think about the things that you have to think about outside of the nine to five, I'm curious if there's anything that's constantly on your mind. Yeah, not one, any one particular thing. It's just a conglomerate of so many different things that I have to be concerned with. Like, for instance, I got my AD. Now I need oxygen. Now I need this. Now I need that. Now we got to have OSHA training. Now we got to have BLS training. And I'm responsible suddenly for all of that, where when you're an associate, it just magically appears, right? <laughs> and you magically have training on, on a random Monday. So you know, it's it's been um, a little interesting to like all every day there's a full to do list, but it's worth doing. Yeah, that's good. How do you manage your to do list? Like what advice would you give to our listeners where they're like, OK, that sounds like a lot. How can we organize all this? Yes, yes. Lots of sticky notes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just not being too hard on yourself, just trying to be as organized as you can and try not to get overwhelmed with the list because literally every day it's a full list. But one thing I have uh, invested in, I went to the dollar store and got these like little whiteboards. So I have one for myself, one for my assistant and one for front office. So it's nice in addition to our like daily checklists and, you know, things that we do on a regular basis. If we have a specific to-do list for that day, the whiteboards have been great because they're miniature and um, I can kind of like visually scratch things off my list. So that's been a little bit helpful. Nice. I like that a lot. So then you do that, what, every day or every week or? Every day. I try to tackle as much as I can in every day. So I'll just jot down the most important things I need to do for the day and um, kind of try to chip out at that list. Do you ever feel like when you're putting the list or you're putting stuff on the list, you're kind of like, for example, I, I, I notice I do this sometimes where I'm like, I just put stuff on the list to check it off. But then I'm like, did it really need to go and take out trash? Does that really need to be on there? Is it moving the needle? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we try to delegate. So I'm not, I'm not doing every little aspect. I try to delegate what I can to my team um, just so that I won't get completely burned out. But just for instance, um, right before I got on the call today, you know, we have a chair guy. We've been having issues with one of our front uh, front chairs, not the chair itself, but like the actual setup. And um, I was down there. I was like on the phone with Dan's room, like hooking up the suction myself <laughs> because I was like, I'm not going to call the chair guy again today. Let me get on the ground and figure it out. So, yeah, now I'm a chair tech. <laughs> now I'm a chair tech. Put it in your, Man, in your LinkedIn. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> what issues were you having with the chair? Yeah, it was just something with the um suction in that room it was a little bit weaker than the others so they're gonna come and take a look at it but I had to like finagle with the hookup a little bit I, I'm kind of proud of myself but <laughs> but um it's a little scary to, to jump into stuff like that no yeah that's that's a lot do you feel like um when you're delegating 
to your team, you are afraid kind of to like add more and more to their plate or more to their job description or not? No, um, not really. I mean, my goal is to try not to overwhelm my team as much as possible, of course. Um, but just try to strike that balance and, and learning, you know, what they're comfortable with and what tasks need to be done and, and seeing who has strengths in certain areas that can help better in certain tasks. I think that's such a good way to look at your team too, because I know when I was managing practices, learning to delegate was something that was really hard because you have confidence in the way that you're going to handle it. So when you have something that needs to be done, you know that you're going to do it well. But learning to delegate tasks and then giving your team members the confidence that comes from like navigating a new challenge is so helpful to the team as a whole. It is hard <laughs> to hand over some of those tasks. It is. It is because also knowing exactly how you want things, for example, like treatment planning, knowing exactly how you want it to be said or what the flow would be like and, you know, letting go and allowing someone to, to take the reins on that and knowing that it won't be exactly right the first few times, but being able mm-hmm. to say, OK, let's delegate that and we'll, we'll make it work. We'll learn and we'll keep going. Yeah, it's better for them to make those early mistakes. You know, you've got a few that are wrong and then they can learn how you'd like it in the future. And it's something that's, you know, eventually off your plate completely with a little bit of effort at the beginning. But yeah, it's a good challenge. (laughs) Definitely. Let me ask you really quick, Jackie, now that we have Ashley on, why did you, when you were picking out your, I guess, like your software and your stack and everything, why did you decide to go with Flex? Oh, yeah. So Flex came highly recommended in the startup group. So, you know, I did my research in there and a lot of docs seem to love Flex. And I know why. There's a lot of functionalities with Flex, which really streamline the process and everything you do. And it integrates with Open Dental really seamlessly. So I thought it would just make our lives easier to automate a lot of those things like patient communications, even the ability to like when you process payments, it goes directly into a patient's chart. When a patient fills out new patient paperwork, by the way, we can text it to them. Once they fill it out, it goes directly into their chart. It just makes things so much easier. You know, I've been doing dentistry for a little bit and um, I, you know, been in the offices where it's just a draft. You know, you got to print out everything is on paper and then you got to scan it in. It just makes so many more steps for the front office. And honestly, that time can be utilized in other areas or maybe, you know, helping patients in some way or answering calls um, instead of them frantically running around trying to scan in information and do other things as well. Yeah, no, that's really that's good. I, I know when it when it comes to that, it's a little bit um, it's a little bit easier to, you know, what I mean, depend on like a, a software like that. What uh, with Flex, like what do you feel like you're utilizing right now? A lot of, and what do you feel like you're like, oh man, I didn't really need to utilize this that much. What, what I thought I was going to be u- using or our team was going to be using. Yeah. So I utilize, they have a lot of features. So we actually utilize uh, a bunch of them, <laughs> but we really love the ability of um, communications with the patients. So we actually use our texting tool with the patients. We of course send them the new patient paperwork and everything, which people have been loving. And most patients have filled out ahead of time. It's really nice. And with Flex, you can also take images for the, you know, the patient's face into the chart and everything like that as well. You can send um, their treatment plan for them to review if they want a copy of it. Uh, so everything has been pretty straightforward. We were not utilizing the review feature at first, but actually I'm probably going to call you Ashley because I want to start <laughs> doing reviews through Flex as well. Yeah, definitely. We can yep. set it up. 
Yeah, the one thing that I love about Plex is phenomenal customer service. Like some companies, like you'll call and call and you won't get any feedback. You won't be able to reach someone. Ashley's always been hands down, not only like responsive, but amazingly helpful and so personable as well. And that's like everyone we've encountered on the Flex team. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Wait, really quick, Ashley, you are. So if people were to sign up with Flex, they get you like you're the one who or is it you're one of them? Like uh, what what is your position? No, they get me. I handle all of our incoming new business. So um, anybody who's looking at Flex will have a demo with me or in some way coordinate all the details with me. And then once they're signed up, they'll go through our training team and they'll um, be able to access support too and, you know, all those details. But all the new incoming clients will chat with me. Gotcha, gotcha. Wait, so really quick, Jackie, does that mean, because you have Swell, right? I do. <laughs> What's going on with them? Um, give us all the juicy details (laughs) you guys are no (laughs) you know I um you know I feel like I gave it a good go I wanted to I really wanted Swell to work because people had good experiences with them but lately other doctors have been kind of like saying the same thing so I don't know if it's like a growing pain um with the company or not but a lot of people have been experiencing that right now um so I did actually request to cancel but I think you have to give them like 30 days notice to cancel or something like that. But, you know, I said, why not? Flex has been awesome. And they do have the the patient features of like asking for reviews as well. So why not go ahead and um, do that with Flex? What have you been experiencing? Like what, what, what was the, what did the doctor say? What is everybody doing? What's happening? I mean, I don't want to speak about people's experiences. But I know with us um, and people have had similar experiences, but with us, it's just been um, sometimes there's definitely a dip in um, the reviews that we're getting. And we find that most of the reviews that we're getting, we're actually physically asking those patients for those reviews. So I'm not sure how well it's been working for us is, is, is all I'll say for that. Gotcha. Yeah, because I saw like a thread on I think the startup where they're like, somebody asked like, is Swell? Something's happening with Swell, right? And then a ton of people were like, oh yeah, I thought it was just me or my practice. And then it, it was, uh, was it Google or was it Swell? I don't know, something like that, right? Something changed in the algorithm. I don't know what it is, but, um, but yeah, I, was, I saw that. I was like, oh man, I guess it's not me. <laughs> but um, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, I don't know exactly what's going on. So I don't want to talk bad about any company or anything like that, but definitely just didn't work out for me. It may work for other people. Um, but for us, I think, you know, I really enjoyed my experience with Flex. So why not keep it going? Yeah. No, that's good. That's really, really good. Does it help, uh, Jackie, to know like when other people are kind of going through the same struggle? It does because it makes you know that you're not too crazy. <laughs> and, um, you know, because sometimes I'm like, oh, man, even with that, I'm like, everyone loves well. I'm like, how come it's not working for us, you know, or with any other particular thing? And then come to find out, you know, someone brought it up and it, it's not working for other people. So it's just the element. Of course, I'm not happy that it's not working for other people. but it's the element of relatability. So I can like feel like I'm not alone in the process, you know? Yeah. Um, and actually when people have struggles and whatnot, or even when I have struggles, it can be beneficial for someone else who's maybe going through the same thing or we can kind of learn from it together. And that's what's so wonderful about that group is because we can kind of brainstorm and see where things aren't working and kind of help each other to make better decisions. Yeah. 
That's true. In a similar vein there, are there any challenges that you've run across that were harder than you expected or anything that was like more of a struggle than you thought it would be? In terms of the practice? Yeah. And just your whole opening process there. Yeah. I mean, I think probably I uh, didn't anticipate, you know, it's my first practice and construction and everything. There's a lot that I just walked into it not knowing. So grateful for the process and learning so much, but definitely um, didn't anticipate construction delays, didn't anticipate, you know, some things not going according to plan initially. And also with like staffing and training and the challenges that that can present as well. Yeah. How's it been with your team? Has it, uh, I'm, do you have, remind me, do you have two people on your team or do you have more? We have four people on our team now. Four, four. Okay. Mm -hmm. How's it going? Going good. Going good. So we're like in a steady state of of training and everything like that. Um, And I know Michael and I discussed previously that, you know, my, most of my entire team was new to dentistry. Um, Mm -hmm. We actually have a new dental assistant that is an expanded function dental assistant. So that's been such a relief because, you know, she takes the x-rays. I don't have to worry about it. I just walk in the room when it's time for me to walk into the room. Mm -hmm. There's that element of that, that background knowledge that's there. And of course, uh, she's still learning and things that she needs to master, which is with anyone. But she has that baseline knowledge of dentistry and of, you know, x-rays and of sterilization and things like that, that honestly relieves a lot of the pressure for me. Yeah. So with your new team members, how has it been with them in learning flex? Were they all there for our initial training or have you had anybody that's kind of had to learn on the fly? Yeah, so we had um, a couple of new team members and we actually just taught them based on what we knew. You see, we didn't even have to call you for that, Ashley, because you're good. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> That's awesome. That's super good. Yeah, but Flex is pretty straightforward. You know, once, you know, Ashley explains everything to you, I mean, it's just a easy to work with system and it just really makes things so easy for you. I'm glad to hear that. One thing that we've tried, you know, our our support team is incredible. I agree. That was my experience with Flex when I was on the client side. Um, In our office, when we had questions, it was super easy to get a hold of the team. But sometimes they have to sleep or eat. (laughs) And so we can't be uh, there on support, you know, 24-7. So we recently built out our help center. And I'm excited about it for practices that are adding team members who may not have been available for that general training initially. We've got a full help center now that's got text articles and video articles that cover pretty much anything you'd want to do in Flex. And I think that's just going to be so helpful as your team grows and as other teams grow, just allowing uh, the team members to see things specifically without having to always reach out to support just in case you're doing anything like outside of normal office hours. So I'm I'm really glad to hear even without the help center that the team was able to easily navigate it and uh, figure out what you needed to do there. That's super encouraging to me. Yeah, yeah, that, I'm sure that help center will be even more helpful for everyone. Um, another one of the features that I love about Flex is the Flex Mobile because I'm able to actually see my schedule from home and even add appointments if I need to, break appointments if a patient happens to call and um, I get the call on my cell, I can break the appointment. So that's also been a really great feature for me as well. Good. Have you uh, done the Flex Cloud yet? I have not. You got to talk yeah. about that. <laughs> uh, it's a new feature for us, something that's been in the works for a while, but we've got Flex Cloud that can be enabled now. So on a user level, you can turn on Flex to be able to access it outside of the practice, which is super exciting. So if you ever want to be able to access more than your schedule from home, you wouldn't even need to do a remote connection at this point. You would be able to just log in uh, right from your computer. 
So super nice uh, ability mm-hmm. for Flex there. That's come out in the last like month. So pretty new. You may not have known about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Is that, is any of that extra or no? Um, so it just depends on the pricing that you have. It's not an extra fee, but if you're, we've always tried to honor the pricing that our clients have signed up for. So if you're paying less than like the standard fee for Flex currently, then we may have to have a conversation on what that monthly fee would be, but it's not an additional like add-on or anything like that for clients that are signing up. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So this week, Jackie, how... Actually, throughout this process, if you can act before we get into this, this week specifically throughout this process, if you can tell us when was one of the moments you felt burnt out and for the people listening, what do you recommend when people do feel burnt out? Yeah, so I don't know if I've gotten to the point where I felt burnt out yet. I mean, we're, we're just in like the second month of opening. I think it'll be a problem if I was completely burnt out already. <laughs> But I would say that sometimes it can get a little overwhelming because there's so many things you have to be concerned with as a practice owner. You know, we use Gusto for our payroll, but, you know, every pay period I have to go in there, approve hours for each employee. I have to go in there and make sure everything is correct. So you just wear a lot more hats than you would if you were an associate. So it just takes some time to get used to. But I would say to help manage that, just really try to delegate with your team as much as you're comfortable with. And also just try to stay as organized as you can. And, and it's okay not to get everything done in one day, but just to make a tangible list and see what you can take on day by day. Gotcha. The list, right? Like what you want to do and everything like that. Checklist. Yeah. I like that. So then this week, I know last week we spoke, you said you were going to be doing some ground marketing and things like that and reaching out to new apartments. How's that coming along for this week? Have you scheduled more locations? Have more patients come in to see you? Yeah, I would say we, we scheduled a couple things um, with apartments for the next month and a half or so. A couple patients have come in, not from the ground marketing, because we, we haven't um, done that with apartments in a, in a few weeks. So um, I think the patients that we got from those apartments, th- those patients have already come in. Uh, so I'm looking forward to doing it again and repeating with other apartments. But right now, this week, we mostly be getting patients from our Facebook ads. Nice. Okay. So... That and then have hours expanded a little bit or no? No, hours are still the same. I won't add another day until I feel comfortable enough to where we're booking out the Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays a couple weeks in advance. Right now, we'll fill up, of course, as the week goes on. So we'll have a decent schedule for the week. But then we have to think about by the end of this week how to fill the next week. So honestly, I don't want to add another day yet because that means being in the building longer. So more bills, more staff you know, all that kind of stuff. So I want to do it um, as systematically as possible. And once we are at capacity on those three days to maybe add the Monday. Gotcha, gotcha. And then how has all of this uh, affected your like personal life from the moment you open till right now? Have you had to make any adjustments, babysitters, things like that or no? Yeah, it's a little challenging um, because I, I mean, I feel like my commute is not too bad from the office. It's in rush hour traffic, like on the way home, it can be about 35 minutes, which I'm always on a, a rush against the clock. In the morning, it's like 24 minutes, which is great. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we close at five and I have to pick up my kids no later than six. If I leave, you know, 30 minutes late, then I'm in trouble. So <laughs> we're actually trying to figure out a system that works for us. Maybe someone picking up our children or just some sort of uh, secondary plan in place because the you know, the place where my kids go to school is kind of like, we know you're coming late. 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't want to be that mom. So we're trying to figure out a situation that works for everyone. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's it's more like the timing on everything, right? When it comes to the difficulty in, in the personal life. Yeah, because it's not just me going home at the end of the day. It's, you know, me also being a mom and having other things outside of the practice. So it would be fine if, you know, I didn't have children, then I can get home whenever. But, you know, realistically, if you have two children, they have to be picked up and, you know, you have to now um, go into mom mode and wife mode after work. It doesn't stop. So we just have to um, make sure that we have things in place that's going to work in terms of like um, timing for our family and everything like that. When you switch to like mom mode and wife mode, is it easy? Is it, are you, you know what I mean? Because you're like coming home, maybe something happened in the practice or something's going on. Or you're just stressing out like next week, what are we going to, we have to find pay. How, and then you have to go home and with your kids, be there. Yeah, so I had to make rules for myself because you can get kind of wrapped up in it. And I'm that type of person where I'll be like, okay, let me just work on this. Let me work on that. So honestly, I have to make rules for myself. I can't come home and be, you know, making master plans for the office. Like, you know, I have to spend time with my kids and put the phone away and and spend time with my family. And then sometimes when the kids go to bed, yeah, I I take a look at it and maybe think about what I'm going to post online the next day. But it's something I have to like consciously think of and make sure I'm 100% present for my family because at the end of the day, that's more important than anything else. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole reason you kind of, started the practice right to have more yeah yeah but you understand though Jackie I feel like you got it where you're like oh I'm gonna I'm doing this at the beginning I have to you know what I mean dedicate a lot more time so then to you where do you feel like okay I've been dedicating 10 years this is too much you know what I mean like I mean like dedicating like two years in this I mean 10 years in the sense of like every day is like 10 hour days type of thing when does it become too much I think it becomes too much when you start sacrificing your whole life It depends on your goals, though, because for me, work-life balance is really important. Now, some people are in different positions, so your balance may look a little different. Now, if you're single um, and you don't have any children, then it may look different for you. You may be like, let me work six days a week, and that's perfectly fine. It works with your lifestyle. Um, And if you're a mom with multiple kids or, you know, married, then your, you know, ideal lifestyle might look a little different, you know? So um, it really just depends on the person. Yeah. Cause like, I'm gonna be honest with you, where you're at right now, I, in my mind, I'm like, hey man, I like that. Like, can we stay like this forever? Like, you know, <laughs> overhead's nice, everything's nice. You know, you're you're breaking even and everything. So, but I know, for you, the goal is what? Yeah, my goal is to have work life balance. Um, and also, I want to build the practice. You know, to a point where you know we're really impacting our community. You know, we have patients, a solid patient base that that love us and that are you know loyal to us. And um, to really build those deep relationships with our patients, you know, I have, I have no interest in, you know, every practice is different, but I have no interest in having like a crazy high volume, like meal type practice. It's not, I mean, money's important and I want a profitable practice, but that's not why I'm doing it. You know, I want to have a great experience and rapport with my patients. And of course, and of course, finances are important. So to have that too, but just to really connect with our community, connect with our patients and be known for that. Being, being known for like, we're the household dentist in the area. And, you know, if you want to have a good time, you go hang out with Dr. Jackie and her crew, you know. <laughs> um, but that, that's my goal for the practice. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> if you want to have a good time, let's go hang out with Dr. Jackie and her crew. <laughs> have a good time. You know, you know, just feel like we're reinventing the dental experience. It's not going to be like nerve wracking. Like, oh my God, they're about to drill. You know, it's just like, 
providing that extra comfort for our patients and letting them know, hey, a dental experience can be an enjoyable one. It's not just a, a place that you dread going to. Yeah. You know what's interesting? I heard the other day someone say the thing that they dread the most about going to the dentist is the smell. What do you what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I could I could I could see that. I mean <laughs> I could definitely see that. There is sometimes there is like a dental smell in offices. I mean, of course, what we try to do to combat that is have like aromatherapy throughout the whole office. So I am very conscious of smells and I know that's like something that people don't like. So we actually have aromatherapy diffusers at the front desk, um, in the patient relaxation suite, on request in the rooms. And after a patient gets their procedure done, say they get like a deep cleaning or something, we actually have warm aromatherapy towelettes that we wipe their face with. So it's like warm, moist, soothing towels um, with like either lavender essential oil or lemon essential oil. So I realize that scents are super important to people and they definitely don't want to feel like an industrial smell or some kind of dental smell. Yeah. I always thought that was interesting. So next time I'm going to yeah. walk in, I'm going to try and like smell, you know? It does. It, yeah. Dental offices do have a smell. Yeah. <laughs> or not. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh man, I wonder how many other people. I The, the most common ones I've, I've been hearing so far is um, just honesty, right? They want someone to be honest. And so I guess that like comes off as their demeanor. And then, you know, everybody says like the drill. Like they're like, oh yeah, the drill. But I think that's just like a default answer. But I like that, Jackie. I like how you're creating like a whole new experience, a spa. I love the fact that, get this Ashley, like she has an esthetician and she... <laughs> somehow you can get facials and get your cleaning done. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's <laughs> get a little bit of both. I think that's really, really cool. So, Well, and when you say facial, you mean it. You don't just mean like the spray from the Cavitron. <laughs> well, look, that is a facial too. But <laughs> <laughs> you could do them one better. Uh, no, yeah. I think that's really, I know my wife was like super like, well, why doesn't everybody have that? Why do, Why don't we do that? And I'm like, we don't have a practice. But anyways, I think that's really um, interesting. So before we sign off on this season finale, Ashley, really quick, can you let us know how much is Flex? Yeah, of course. So without the online scheduling piece, you'd be looking at $2.99 a month. If you want to do online scheduling, it's just an additional $99. So it'd be $3.98. And there's no contracts, nothing like that. We're strictly month to month. Um, and then we are, we've always been integrated with Open Dental, but we're also actually building out integration now with Dentrix that's available for installing as soon as next month in April. So we're really excited to be able to offer Dentrix, uh, same price points there, and we'll be able to offer Flex for Open Dental and Dentrix users. Nice. Awesome. Okay. So guys, that's all going to be in the show notes below. And Jackie, one of the last questions, but it's going to be a big one. What's a piece of advice you want to give to our listeners who have been or are going to be in the process where you have been already? Yeah, I would say your journey is your own. So just, you know, always remember your why. Always remember why um, you want to be a practice owner because sometimes the process is not easy. And if you just go back to why you're doing this, whether it be for you, for your family, for your children, then it'll always keep you grounded and centered. Um, I would also say, seek out the advice of other people who have been in that situation. So the groups are incredibly helpful for that. And just reaching out to people who have been through it and just asking questions, not to be shy to ask those questions and to seek mentorship along the way. But you've got this. Yeah, guys, you got this. And Jackie, it's been a super pleasure 
documenting you, but at the same time, making a friend. It's really, really awesome. So the next time we'll hear an update is in about a month from now uh, to see where you're at. And if you've already hit your 3 million mark, you said you were going to try and make. <laughs> Put it in the universe, me, Michael. Come on. Put it in the universe. 3 million a month. So <laughs> you're like, what? 3 million a month? Yeah. So awesome, guys. So with that being said, Jackie, sign us out. You're listening to the Making of Smile Oasis. <laughs>